Well, hey, I'm Grace, and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, we are here for episode 18 of She Builds Me Up, and my goal this year was to do 20 episodes, so I'm already at 18, which is amazing, good for me. Um, and I'm on the phone with my sister-in-law, Natalie. Natalie, if you want to say hi. Hello. Hello. She's in Pullman, Washington. Um, which okay, is... I where that is. Yeah, where is that? It's, um, it's right on the Idaho border. So if you've heard of Moscow, Idaho, we're kind yes. of twin sister cities. And, okay. uh, yeah, just right on the edge there. So do you go to Moscow? For stuff, yeah, that's or? kind of where most of the stores are. Okay. Yeah. And you're where, which university is there? Oh, so in Pullman, we have Washington State University. Okay. So Red Cougars. Yes. And then, actually, Moscow has a university as well, the University of Idaho. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well. So we've got the double college towns. Oh, okay. Are they rivals? Um... Vaguely, it's one of those like we're way bigger than U of I, so okay. they do play a football game every year, but it's usually a slaughter because you know we're in a higher division. But yes, yes. Um, okay, so Natalie's husband is brothers with my husband, so we met when you guys flew into town for our wedding, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't we that were, I? I think that's we when we first met you. Dumb enough to bring our kids to your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody else did, and I realized, man, that would have been nice. Um, yep, yep. Because we had four at the time. I have six now. Yeah. And Rue was A one, baby. I think, because I don't think I was pregnant with Annie yet, and um, she was. She, she was, was in a stroller, so she was little. She was little. She was my, by far, my hardest toddler. Mm, and yeah. we had this, like, huge long flight. You know, it was like five hours. And then we finally get to St. Louis. It's pouring rain. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, but it was, yeah. like, dumping rain. Took forever to get a rental. And you guys were waiting and waiting. And we show up all bedraggled. And yes. this is probably the greatest first impression of all time. I honestly don't even remember because that night was so overwhelming for me. So I met all of Ben's family, minus his parents. I had met his parents. I met, oh, I guess that's not true. I had met Adam and Becca, his siblings, when we got engaged. But anyway, there's six of you guys. Well, not you, but anyway, six families. And so it was just a really overwhelming night for me because I was like meeting all these people like for the first time and they're like my family now. And anyway, mm-hmm. you know how that goes. Well, and it's- it's funny to me because, you know, you go on these, you know, as I listen to your podcast episodes, you're like, I've been friends with so-and-so my whole life or yeah. this and that. And I was like, I think I can count the times I've seen Grace in person on two hands. <laughs> oh, know? man, that's true. You've been in the family 
seven what, years. years? Thanks yeah. for seven years. Seven. Our anniversary is on Sunday. Seven years. Okay, cool. So, um, and we only see each other once a year at most. Yeah, and if that. So really, I've only seen you like seven times in person. Wow, that's weird, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, it's weird. But we've connected in other we ways, have. and I we, think that's yes. important. But <laughs> that is important. Um, I feel like Natalie and I were just discussing um, personality quizzes, and we are the same person, we've realized, which we kind of already knew, but, you know. Um, we're both, yeah. we're both what, red blues, we're both yeah. fours, and we're, what was the other one? I can't remember, but. Uh, well, we're both four threes, if you four do the threes. Carol Tunnel Oh, one. yes, yes, we're both four threes, yeah. Um, and I remember when I first met you, and like, you know when you, well, maybe this didn't happen to you, but when you marry into a new family, all the, like, in-laws feel the need to, like, tell you about the family and blah, blah. <laughs> and so everyone would be like, oh, well, when you meet Natalie, you always know where you stand with Natalie. She's just oh <laughs> a straight shooter, and I'm just like, I'm gonna like her, because that's how I am. Like, you know where you stand <laughs> with me, too. <laughs> Oh Man, my gosh. I had no idea that was like everyone's impression of me. Oh really? Have I never told you that? Well, secrets no. out, cats out of the bag. It was not. It was in a positive way. They were saying it's good that like you're you're just very like straightforward. That's the, that's what they were trying sure. to say. I feel like I try to hide that, but I, I obviously don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am thinking I'm super like subtle and nice, and I guess I'm just not. But I, I try not. to still be nice. I guess yes, I'm just... Yes, you are very nice. You're very nice. Straightforward and nice. Um, and so we, we Marco Polo, and we've chatted over the phone and texting. And so even though we've only seen each other, I guess, wow, that is weird, less than 10 <laughs> times, we do have a good relationship. And I was very grateful to have Natalie come on the podcast today. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. You're our fir- my first family member to be on the podcast. So that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So Natalie actually has a podcast as well that you started around the same time that I started, a few weeks later, I think, in February, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And so today I, I asked Natalie to come on and kind of talk about her, not, she can, we're going to talk about the subject of her podcast, but also just the journey of like how the podcast came about and that. So if you want to just go at start off by telling us about your podcast, like what the topic is and what you guys talk about and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's a podcast that my friend Mandy and I do, and it's called With Heart, Soul, and Mind, and the tagline is Adding Joy and Connection Through Consecrated Worship, and that sounds like a mouthful, um, and I'm sure when you were picking your title, it just was quite the process, right? Yes, you know, you want it to be just right, and you want people to know exactly what it's about when they stumble on you or, mm-hmm. or whatever, and so... Um, the problem we ran into was there's already so many things out there that have heart, soul, and mind. Oh, in really? It. Okay. Yeah, it's like a very popular, um, I guess it's very popular, especially with like other churches or like in the yoga world and mindfulness oh. world. And so we had to get it just right so that it was not stealing someone else's title. But yeah. still, we really wanted to use that because that's the. The scripture that that comes from is the basis of our whole podcast. Yes. Um, so, and that's Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Um, I remember reading that. So when we were studying New Testament last year, I remember reading that and just thinking, huh, you know, there's a lot of 
verses that say something similar, mm-hmm. like might mind and strength or something like that. Yeah. But this is the only one that says heart, soul, and mind. And I'm a thinker, and so I kind of get in these rabbit holes that I was like, well, you know, in our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we believe a soul is a spirit and a body together. So what would that scripture sound like if I separated those out? And so it's more like, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy spirit and with all thy body and with all thy mind. Yeah. And then I kind of fixated on, well, how do you, how do you love the Lord with your body? I mean, that's the one I hadn't really ever thought about before. Yeah. And so then I went down this, I was just like for months sort of thinking about that and then it would come up sort of every once in a while in, in talks randomly. I remember there was a uh, President Nelson talk before he was prophet that talked a lot about physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't have the title there off the top of my head, but he talks a lot about this topic about how important it is. And so that was kind of the impetus for the podcast topic. Uh-huh. Um, and then Mandy and I, we were in a group of ladies chit-chatting one day. And it came up, and she was super excited about it and was trying to urge me to do more with it, like maybe a blog. And then I roped her into a podcast with me because the other quiz we took that we didn't talk about was the um, four tendencies, and I'm a obliger. And so if I have somebody else depending on me, and I'll do it. <laughs> yes. But if it's just my own thing, then yes. the odds are against me. <laughs> yes, yes, I feel you. Yeah, so that's kind of how we came to the topic. And how long was that process of, like, you reading that scripture and to let's start a podcast? Oh, man, it was probably eight or nine months. Okay. Yeah, because I knew it was interesting, but it wasn't something that I was like, I need to share this with the world. Yeah. Um, yet. And like I said, having someone else get excited about it made mm-hmm. me realize this is kind of new and different to think about it this way and to just explore what this even means. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was kind of the next step. Okay. And so how did you decide that a podcast was what you needed to do to share it yeah. versus a blog or something else? Um. I knew that it'd be more successful if I had someone to talk to Mm -hmm. about it Um, because I think a lot of interesting things come out when you talk. And so the way our podcast is, is we we pick a topic and we both prepare and we do not share and we do not create an outline. And we have this really organic conversation and a lot of the discoveries happen live as we're recording, as we're both pulling stuff out of the air and playing off each other and that's really where the magic kind of happens mm-hmm. and uh and she always says stuff that i never think of because of her background in sociology is very interesting mm-hmm. how she can pull stuff out that way and i think about things a completely different way and so so that's kind of how i knew a podcast would be sort of the most interesting form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as the most doable because writing this kind of stuff it's kind of like writing a research paper you know like yeah it's just 
it would be a lot of work that way, and I probably wouldn't keep up on that just time-wise and motivation-wise. It would turn into a chore yeah. more quickly. Right. So as we're talking about this idea of, like, you have this, like, thing that you have decided that you want to do, meaning a podcast, what were the steps that you feel like you had to, like, overcome to actually, like, start publishing episodes? Huh. Well, I have no technology skills, and so there's that. <laughs> um, and I, I have very little interest in gaining technology skills, which I know is not great for my future. Yeah, well. But my friend, so she, I know enough, you know, I can post stuff on Facebook. I, I made our logo in, in Canva. She, um, she has a brother who is actually a professional sound guy. She oh, got a really? few tips from him. Yeah, she got a few tips from him, but really our post-production is zero. Like we don't do, we knew we didn't have the time mm-hmm. for post-production. Mm-hmm. And so what you hear is literally like one take live, the yes. end. Yes. And we put it out there to the world because otherwise it, we, it would become prohibitive, right? Like yeah. instead of putting out perfect work that takes forever, yeah. we just put out imperfect work and we move on. Yeah, I actually do the same thing um, despite ju- what just now happened. <laughs> For, I guess for those of you listening, you won't know this, but Natalie's just cut out on the phone, and so I had to stop and be like, I can't hear you. Um, yeah. But in general, I just do one take and put it out there, because I think um, I had a friend that she started a podcast, and she's just like, you could spend so long editing and trying mm-hmm. to figure out like how to put out the perfect episode to the point where it's to your detriment. Right. And so I think that was a lesson that I like. I went in being like, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be good. So, well, and that kind of brings me to the other point of how did you feel like you could add doing a podcast to your life? Yes, because that's been its own journey. Like the topic itself was kind of you know later, yeah. but. There's one of my favorite quotes that I've ever come across was Sister Nelson, and Mm -hmm. she, I don't know if it was one year ago or two years ago that I came across this, but the quote is, when you let the Lord know that you are serious about doing exactly what you came to earth to do, watch what happens. Mm. He may change many things dramatically, so hang on for the ride of your life, the ride that you were born to take. Love it. So I've had this in my mind about what that means for me. What does the Lord have in store for me? What's Mm -hmm. my life's purpose? Mm -hmm. And I think I had it in my head that it was going to be something big. Because that sounds big, right? The ride of your life sounds kind of like something that major is going to change or something. Yeah. And... That's not really what materialized. Nothing really materialized, to be honest, other than mm-hmm. little little opportunities. You know, um, one random one was I felt prompted to start learning Swedish. Really? Which, yeah. 
it's kind of random when I think about it now, but I felt like really strongly about it. And I thought, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is going to lead to, uh, I don't know what, like some sort of big family history thing. I do have a line of Swedish. Um, okay. Maybe it's going to turn into me traveling there. And I don't know what I was thinking, but what it turned out to be was just a couple of months of me doing this course Mm-hmm. And I'm not particularly passionate about learning languages. I suck at it, so mm. this is really strange for me. And I was I was actually learning it. I had to go slower and do everything twice, but I was learning it. And then the course ended, and there wasn't any more because the demand wasn't there. And I was like, well, what was that all about? Well, it's so then, when you went to Ikea, God, you would have an easier time. Right, Ikea. <laughs> Totally, I could, I could read the labels. <laughs> I like what they meant, but I could read them. Uh. Um, so then, it, that, that kind of just turned out to be, you know, as a mom, so I have six kids and I've stayed at home with them this whole time. Mm-hmm. That part of my brain, that learning, had not been using. And so, honestly, it felt like I was waking up a little bit, yeah. that part of my brain. Mm-hmm. And then... And then that purpose ended and the course was over. And then I moved into other things like Johnny, my husband Mm -hmm. is a dentist and he's like, I need someone to do the marketing. And I said, well, I can do that. And so I jumped into this thing that I have no background in or training. It just sounded like something that I could learn to do because ultimately most people can learn to do most things, right? I don't know why. I had it in my head that if I'm not particularly trained for something, I couldn't do something. I just did an episode about this very thing. Yeah. So I just decided that was dumb and I can learn it and do it just as good as the next schmuck, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, so then I've, I've been dabbling there and that's sort of become my part-time gig, really. Yeah. Which I would not have been able to do if I hadn't you know, woken up that part of my brain, to be honest. Um, but anyway, just these little steps bringing me closer. Mm-hmm. And then I really fell in love with President Nelson's talk last October, the Spiritual Treasures talk. Do you remember that one? Yes. I love, love, love that one so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just talks about, so I'm going to quote some of it because I love yeah. it so much. He said, Part of this endeavor will require you to put aside many things of this world. Sometimes we speak almost casually about walking away from the world with its contention, pervasive temptations, and false philosophies, but truly doing so requires you to examine your life meticulously and regularly. As you do so, the Holy Ghost will prompt you about what is no longer needful, what is no longer worthy of your time and energy. As you shift your focus away from worldly distractions, Some things that seem important to you now will recede in priority. You will need to say no to some things, even though they may seem harmless. As you embark upon and continue this lifelong process of consecrating your life to the Lord, the changes in your perspective... So it's kind of like, because everybody has something they want to say to the world. Yeah. And everybody wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to feel important and unique and special. And so sometimes, at least I know I have had this idea of what that meant or what that looked like 
what I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, as I started to think about, okay, I'm going to look at my life meticulously. All the social media, I never did a ton of it. Right. But that just, my, my desire for that was just gone. Yeah. Like, I never was a big Facebook person, but my Instagram, I posted on there for I didn't even know how long. It's been a long because time. I felt like I started looking at things. Is this adding to my life or is this taking away from my life? Yeah. And as I was trying to figure out what my voice was, and you talked about this too in your first episode, like, I could do this or I could do that. Mm-hmm. I thought about, I thought about, well, maybe I should program on like home decorating or design or, you know, I have all these weird food restrictions. I could maybe go into that world. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, both of those, those are really crowded and there's already a lot of people who are really good at that. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't have enough of a passion to break into that world like I have really in all reality and so you know also a parenting blog I've dabbled in that but just again it's just not the one thing that I needed to say yeah and uh so this came much later as an opportunity of this is something that as far as I'm aware Specifically, no one's really saying a lot of people doing stuff in the spiritual space. But as far as like maybe this particular viewpoint mm-hmm. is is unique, and it's something that I'm curious about. Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem like a chore because I'm curious about it. It's not just something I'm good at. I feel like you have to be curious about it. Yeah, and so that's kind of that. Uh, yeah, that was my journey there. Okay. And so how was it like a light bulb moment where you're like, okay, this is it. This is that thing that I've been preparing for that I'm going to share. I have my passion about like, or was it more of like a slowly coming around? Do you know? I I guess you said it was slow, but. Well, mine was more like you could add this to your life and it would be a good thing. Yeah. More so than this is your one thing. This defines you because I'm coming to realize that I don't think every, I don't think anybody has one thing. You know, I think maybe you do one thing at a time or you discover one thing at a time, but I'm, I'm funny about my podcast because we put it out there and then I literally like forget about it. <laughs> I don't look at my followers. I don't look at how many people have listened. I don't like nothing because for me, my purpose in doing this podcast, yes, it's, it's something to say. And yes, it makes me feel like Natalie, not just mom or, mm-hmm. you know, I live in a small town and my husband's a dentist. So most of the time I'm Dr. Fisher's wife. Yeah. And I don't resent that. It just is what it is. Yeah. And so for me to feel like this is my thing was important, but it's not the only thing. Yeah. I do. And and I knew that if I opened that door to caring about the result, mm-hmm. I would it had the potential to take over. 
and it had the potential to uh, change my focus and Mm -hmm. to maybe do things because I'm trying to attract a certain number of people instead of what I really want to say. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I measure my success in, am I consistent? Yes, yes. And I feel like that's what finally gave me the motivation to start my podcast as well, was like, am I starting this podcast because I want like 10,000 people to listen to it? Or am I starting this podcast because even if only one person listens to it and and like their life is blessed by it, then it was worth it. And like, do I feel strongly enough about my message that even if only one person hears it, or even if no one hears it, it's still important to me. And, like, once Mm -hmm. I came to that and realized, like, this message is that important to me, that's when I was like, okay, I'm ready to, like, make the jump. You know, it's interesting to hear that because I feel like me doing a podcast and you doing it kind of near the same time and other friends doing other things that they're like, I feel prompt to do this. I know my sister's had a prompting to start a blog, but she's like, I don't know what to do. And it just this idea that we're all sort of lighting our little light on a hill and that's all we can do. Right. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one way we're going to win is some light to the world. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a chance. Yeah. And, you know, president Nelson talks about joy being so important to everyone's spiritual survival. Yeah. And so what is, what is a way that you can add joy to your life? You can add light to the world. And that's has changed my whole perspective on even like three movies I watch. Yes. Um, is this adding light to life? Yeah. Am I supporting this darkness or am I supporting this light? You know, yeah, you could let those things in, but it's yeah. taking away. It's not adding. Well, and I loved what you said about that's how you kind of came to the topic of your podcast was this idea of like what's going to add to your life and what's going to not add to your life and like you doing like a home interior instagram like that would have been great for me at least but like it it probably would have become more of a burden you know what i mean where i don't know i guess for me i i went through this similar process where i was like I could do an Instagram or I could do a blog or I could do whatever on food because I love cooking. But at the end of the day, it's just like, is that going to enrich my life? Is that going to add joy to my life? And probably not. Even though cooking adds joy to my life and eating adds a lot of joy to my life. But like, do I need to put that out there on the internet? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But this idea of like building people up and all that, that's where, that's what brings me joy versus like temporary happiness, I guess. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I did do a little bit of that, but it did become a chore. And it became something like I was so worried about having some weird number of posts per week or, you know, it just, I knew that wasn't right because it was, it was competing with what was really important. And this, I know it's right because it slipped easily into what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Mandy and I, I sit home with my six kids. She's a graduate student. And we decided once every other week, we could maintain that. Yeah. So that's what we do. And that's how we measure success. And we laugh a lot because they're all so imperfect. 
but like I said, we just do it. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so just logistically speaking, do you feel like it's been hard? Because you have a part-time job with, like, your husband's dentist stuff, and then you've got six kids, and, like, you have, like, high schooler, middle schooler, like, busy kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you find the time to add this into your life? So... I think there's a healthy amount of ignoring my children. Um, <laughs> yes. Not like, uh. <laughs> not too much. I mean, being at home now with this whole COVID situation, yeah. obviously everyone's life is different. Schedules are different. Um, but now what we do is we have a really good schedule for our day, and it's easy for me because I've built in sort of these alone times mm-hmm. to my day Mm -hmm. that it's it's easy for me to slip it in and not really throw everybody off um so we I have some early risers and I have some kids who prefer to sleep in but at 8 30 we all gather Mm -hmm. and we start our day with a devotional like a scripture prayer song well before 8 30 I'm not mom I'm in my bed I'm usually doing my scripture reading um kids come in come in and out, but I don't get out of bed until mm-hmm. 8.30. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, again, I built in at 11 o'clock. I go on a walk by myself. Well, I walk the dog, but mm-hmm. I go on a walk, and I pair the kids up with a buddy for an hour, and they're required to spend time with their buddy, look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And I have the luxury of that because, you know, I do have three older kids and yeah. three younger kids. Um, and then, then in the afternoon, if I need to, I can run errands. And so in that way, it hasn't been too bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. logistically. So that's, that's that's a blessing. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, like what you said earlier though, it's been easy because it's something that you look forward to doing and you like doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I guess, how do you feel like this process of like, realizing what you wanted to do, how you wanted to do it, feeling the preparation from even learning Swedish to doing marketing and all that. Like, how has this whole process benefited you as, like, a whole? I feel like I've become a more complete person. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it is easy when you have kids to let that go just out of survival. Mm-hmm. And some of us at integrating that back in. Mm-hmm. I was terrible at it. So if I think back on 15 years of survival mode, that was the best I could do, right? You know, yeah. I, I wasn't, I kind of had to just white knuckle it till the end. Whereas I know other people are better at having their um, self care throughout. Mm hmm. I just wasn't. And so for me to come out this other end feeling like I needed to rediscover this sort of sense of rediscovery yeah, um, has been really important to have all those steps in place because it's like, oh, I can learn Swedish. I just have to do each lesson twice, you yeah. know, or I can do marketing because I know I'm a smart person and I know how to learn. Mm hmm. And I'm going to do this because 
in all honesty, the people who look like they know how to do it, they're still learning stuff anyway. So That's so true. Yeah. It's fine. And this, it's given me a lot of confidence in that way. And this probably is just due to age and maturity as well. I'm, to, I'm almost 40 and I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm really starting to figure out my preferences and mm-hmm. my not preferences and being okay with that and letting the rest go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's stuff that I'm not good at, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good to know what those things are. Um, yeah. And so I guess that leads into my next question, where I feel like when we come to these things where you're rediscovering and you're what you're doing at the end of the day is you're filling a need that was in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, how do you come to real... Because I feel like a lot of times the reason we don't fill these needs of ours is because we don't even know that they are needs. Does that make sense? Like, you kind of feel like there's something missing, but you're kind of like, I don't know. So I guess, how did you find clarity in recognizing that this was a need in your life and then, like, to be able to fill it? Like, how does that work? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. It kind of goes back to feeling this... Um, desire to speak and be heard mm-hmm. and a desire to be as useful to God as I can right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I've worked really hard at my relationship with Christ and my Heavenly Father mm-hmm. and I would even say my Heavenly Mother as well so this idea of like what do you need me to do like what can I do to be more Mm-hmm. of what you need me to be yeah. um I think that's all wrapped into itself I think I think that void that we all feel is figuring out what God needs us to be and doing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so as you or I or anybody searches I think it should be something that's always kind of in the back of our mind so that when we stumble on it, we can put the puzzle piece in the puzzle. And slowly as we keep collecting these puzzle pieces, we can start to see the picture. Yeah. And we can confirm that with God. And, um, again, an easy one is just, is this adding? Is it adding light? Is it adding to my life? Yeah. Is it not taking away from what's really important? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in line with God? Is it building the kingdom, you know, all these questions. Mm-hmm. When, when it's right, it'll tick all the boxes and it won't, it won't feel like a chore. Yes. And I, at least I, that's what my experience has been. Yes. And this really ties in well to the episode that I just aired. What's today? Wednesday, two days ago. Um, talking about how self-confidence is so, it, a huge part that's missing from this conversation is this idea of connecting with God. And I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about as well is like, there's something bigger than yourself out there and there's needs that you on your own would probably not be able to figure out. And there's this void and like the answer is like connecting with God and like connecting to that bigger power that like understands and he sees and going on. Sorry. And he just, knows what your needs are better than you do and so it would make sense to connect to that bigger power to figure out what your next step needs to be well and there's another question i've been asking myself because you know as you do this you start to become more sensitive to other promptings yeah and so as other promptings have come in 
that have seemed totally out of line with what I had in mind for myself. Yes. I'm seeking confirmation, but at the same time, I'm also logically asking myself, okay, if I do this thing, is it going to interfere with what I have to do or need to do? Mm-hmm. You know? And if I do this thing, is it going to, um, you know, add to my life? That's one I always ask myself. But also this idea of Heavenly Father, you know my life plan. You know what I need to do and who I need to become. Is this in line with that? Yes or no? Or please show me another way because this is what I'm thinking I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and just that trust. I'm trusting more. Like, yeah. he knows. He knows. So why am I so worried? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love, too, what you said in one of your episodes about this idea of having... When you have, like, just one friend tell you something, you're kind of like, okay. But then if two different people tell you the same thing, you're like, oh, that must be true. And, like, this the, the power of, like, multiple witnesses of the same principle. And I love what you said about the idea of your heart being one witness and your mind being another witness. And I just thought that really applied to this idea of like filling this need or starting this new thing in your life. Because it's like my mind thinks that starting a food blog is a really good idea or, you know, but like was my heart Mm -hmm. really into it, which I did try doing a food blog for a while and my heart just wasn't in it. And like, Mm -hmm. that's why I didn't succeed. Or, like, this has been so different for me because, like, my heart felt it and it was like, this is right. And, like, it also just logically made sense. And so it was, right. like, this double witness. And then, obviously, I felt prompted by God as well. And so it's just I had never thought of it that way where, like, different parts of yourself can be two separate witnesses of something, which is kind of cool. Right. Well, and there's also this idea that we are in control of our minds and so our minds is almost like our witness and then God is the one who has the power to change hearts and touch hearts and so that's almost like his witness to you and if our mind is in line with his witness it all kind of just works out and it's yeah, a peaceful yeah love that logic it's, it's all of it you know it hits all, everything yes yes I love that so what do you feel like you have learned about yourself as you've gone through this process, and you're now, what, eight episodes into your podcast? Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I've learned that... So I've never really been great at being consistent before, and so the satisfaction of knowing, yeah, I'm consistent with this, and I don't know how long I'll do this podcast. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I suppose... As long as I feel like I have something to say, mm-hmm. I'll keep doing it. But I don't feel the need to force it should it no longer work out. Yeah. Um, because that just means God has something else in mind. And, and I, the older I get and the more experiences I have, that that's always better. That's always better for me. So um, I've learned that. I've also learned that Maybe it's a woman thing. Maybe it's just me. But have you ever felt like you're in constant competition with every other woman on the planet? Yeah, definitely. So there's this idea that I'm adding my little bit of light 
It's not competing with other people. It's not competing with your blog. Mm-hmm. You're adding your light and or your podcast, sorry. And then mm-hmm. um, we need everybody to add their light and it shouldn't be, we shouldn't begrudge other people adding their light to the world because maybe we're jealous. Yeah, absolutely. Of what they're good at or what they've been prompted to do or because, you know, food blogs and decorating blogs, those are sexy, right? Those are totally. really interesting and popular and not as many people are interested in listening to a worship podcast, right? right. So, and that's okay. Like, I, I feel totally fine with because I'm at peace with where I'm at. I'm at peace with that I'm being obedient. Um, I just think it's so important to realize that we need everybody to shine their light and that there's a place for jealousy here. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I definitely had to come to that before I started my podcast as well because I'd been thinking about having a podcast for a while. Like, my process is a little longer than yours. It took me probably around two years to finally make the jump. But in that time, I had like two or three friends start podcasts. And every time another friend would start a podcast, I'd be like, well, I can't start one now because then it just looks like I'm doing it because they're doing it. And like, that's just dumb thinking, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and so once I finally realized, like, it does not matter if other people have podcasts, like, it matters what I'm doing. And so I, I love that you said that. I definitely agree. Well, and I've just felt through this whole process as well with this idea of letting go of the competition and the jealousy Mm -hmm. this idea of well and it's in your title like we should be building people we should be building people up and i've talked to my kids about this um about how we as a family should self-identify as people builders because if we're not building people what's the alternative well and they're like people destroyers (laughs) like (laughs) well yeah kind of yeah tearing each other down yeah yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a neutral there, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just trying to self-identify as, and it's a pride thing, your success does not belittle me in any way. Right, right. Um, I reference the pride talk all the time to my kids, and I'm still learning from it. It's It's a good one. Yes, that is a good one. I don't know if you remember the first time you heard that talk, but... It was a little, I've never asked uh, my parents about this, but they take. slipped it into one of my Easter baskets when oh, I was like really? 15 or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? Oh, it's really good. From the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah, the Easter Bunny <laughs> needs you to know this. <laughs> uh, yes, for those of you that don't know, there's a talk out there about the dangers of pride, and it's very... Uh, it's you know, a heart wrenching. If you need it to, yes. It's, uh, Beware of Pride by President Benson. Yes, yes, and it's a. Uh, it makes you think that you definitely have. I definitely have some pride to work on for sure. Even if you think you're not prideful, you are. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we love your light anyway. Yes, we do. Shine. Yes, we do. Um. Well, I just wanted to thank you for coming on and talking about this journey of podcasting. I definitely relate to a lot of what you said, obviously, because I also just started a podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, are there any closing thoughts that you'd like to share on just the benefits of this journey for you or anything about your podcast in general? 
Yeah, I guess I would just share, you know, if you're trying to find your voice or your thing, to just accept what that might be, even if it's not, um, you know, as popular or the potential for being rich and famous is, is not there. I just, I think it's just so important to be obedient and see the miracles of that than anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, that we're all, we all really are in this together and there's so much darkness in the world right now yeah. that I would encourage people to, to find their voice and ask God and put it out there and say, what, what can I offer? You know, what can I throw into this team effort and not worry, don't tie what you do to the results. I mean, that's probably my biggest advice yes. because it will crush you. Yes. It's about adding to your life, not... Yeah, add to your life. Mm-hmm. Add to God, and the results are what they are, and that's not the important piece. Yes. Um, and if you want to just one more time tell us what your podcast is, so if people yeah. want to look you up. Yeah, it's called With Heart, Soul, and Mind, Adding Joy and Connection Through Consecrated Worship. And if you see the green circle with the white heart in the middle, you're in the right place. That's our logo. Yes, and you you can find that on where? All all major all major platforms. Okay. Platforms great. we should be. Awesome. I just barely got on Spotify today because for some reason I just hadn't done it. So now I'm on Spotify too. So that's oh exciting. nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, I'd like to just once again, thank you. I'm very happy that we, we spent an hour and a half catching up first (laughs) and I'm like, Oh, should we like start this podcast? (laughs) Well, I'm on Pacific time. You're the one on Eastern time. But I did tell you I'm a night owl, which is true. So anyway, I will go ahead and wrap this up. If you enjoyed this episode or other episodes, I would encourage you to share it with your friends and family. And as always, you can always leave me a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcast as a way to support me. Thanks for listening, and you can always email me through the link in my Instagram account, which is at SheBuildsMeUp.